Good morning. Shabbat shalom to everybody. We've got a couple of hours to go. The sun is uh, going down uh, as we speak, I guess, but we have a nice long-ish day ahead of us. Shabbos is coming in a little bit earlier. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. It has been a very exciting week here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, Nachum and Miriam have been in Israel uh, you know, doing some live shows, so that's been really exciting. I, I was listening uh, uh, to some of the shows uh, during the week, and it was like so exciting. I had tears in my eyes so many times uh, hearing the stories and sharing everybody's amazing experiences. Um, so this is Table for Two, and my show is all about the food all the time, because that's me. I'm about all the food all the time. I love to shop for food, cook for food, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. That's my thing. Uh, I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, for Yontov, small parties. Yes, Yontov is just three weeks away. Uh, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Um, I hope you will tune in every week. And uh, here's some of my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing great food ideas and recipes each week. Um, I also uh, like to hear about your food experiences as well. Uh, because I like to share the food, share the love with everybody. Um, so if you want to reach me, it's so easy because all you have to do is go to Naomi at NahumSiegel.com or you can join my fan page, The Aussie Gourmet. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or join my newsletter through my website, TheAussieGourmet.com. So uh, we have a great show. I am joined in the studio today by Executive Assistant uh, Avrami Finkelstein, who is keeps the show running and he's the engineer that keeps me on time focused on what needs to be done for my show um so if you have food experiences um it's it should be a two-way conversation i tell everybody if you eat it then share it um a couple of great food adventures i've had this week um so as i mentioned on my last show two weeks ago i was i was going to be in florida so now i can say i have already been in florida it was amazing besides the Fabulously hot weather, which I am not afraid of. Um, people go, you go to Florida in the winter? I'm like, in the summer? I'm like, yeah, I love it. Um, so it was amazing. And, of course, you know, I had to eat my way through Florida. So I did a, made a little dent. Uh, one day we ate, I ate from four different restaurants. Uh, nothing crazy expensive. Avrami's <laughs> laughing. I promise you. If I, I'm not sure if Avrami uh, can hear this part, but I love hot dogs. So um I went to this amazing restaurant in Miami Beach called House of Dog. I know it sounds really weird. Do, you, do we like hot dogs of rummy? Yeah, yeah. So this this restaurant called House I just made one with an egg inside it this week. Oh, yum. Very very Australian to put an egg in a um a fried egg in a hamburger or a hot dog. So so this restaurant House of Dog, we had four we ordered four different kinds of hot dogs, but they were sausages and they had like um a Tijuana one with like um guacamole on it and all the Mexican flavors. And then there was a Caribbean one, which had peaches with cilantro sauce on it. It was amazing. And then we had the Rubens one, which, of course, had coleslaw and pastrami, and another one that had bacon on it. It was it was sick. It was amazing. So we ordered four between me and my husband, and we cut them in half. So we each got to try all four different ones. It was kind of like only eating two, but they were amazing. Um, and then we got French fries for our little daughter. And they were really amazing. So a big shout out to uh, House of Dog. Uh, we went to that's in Miami Beach on um, that 41st Street strip of amazing restaurants. Uh, we also ate in Thai Treat. We had this 
coconut soup. If you like Indian food、uh, and you're in the Miami Beach area, I definitely go to Thai Treat. It's Indian Japanese. Uh, Indian and Japanese food, so that was like amazing. We just went in there to get our favorite coconut soup. I write a lot of articles, and I always write、uh, for the Jewish Home、uh, out in the five towns. And now I believe in California as well. They're publishing them there in the、um, uh, edition of the、uh, Jewish Home in California.、Um, and I always write about、um, the coconut Thai soup from、um, uh, Thai Treat. So that was really yum. We just went there to have that, and then we went off to dinner that same night. So it was House of Dog. Thai treats, coconut soup, and then we took our friends Jonathan and Lisa Hollander.、Um, we went with them to Grill Time in Boca. Another fabulous meal. So that was really, really a nice eating day for me. And then the next morning, believe it or not, I could still eat. We went to Cafe Mozart. So、uh, they had a breakfast special called the Moshav. Fabulous food. So a big shout out to them. These were my favorite of all the restaurants that we ate at. And of course, when we're in Orlando, we ate. I always talk about the kosher food truck. But I'm sad to give the news over that they are closing down and moving into a restaurant. Yay! Right? You know the guy. I said, "What's going on?" And they said, "Because it's too hot to cook in the truck." I'm like, "I totally hear that." So、uh, there's no air conditioning. Can you imagine? It's like 100 degrees in Orlando in August, and and、um, they're cooking. So、uh, they're moving into a restaurant in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to check back with them maybe after Yontif、uh, to see how they're doing. And of course, in Disney, had a kosher hot dog. Amazing in the.、Uh, In the Disney World Magic Magic Kingdom, got a、um, I got a hot dog.、Um, you just go over to the counter at the、uh, it's in Future World. I can't remember the name of it. And we went over and we ordered some hot dogs,、um, and they come double wrapped. It's made by Weberman, so that was amazing. And my do- little daughter had gluten free pizza. She's not actually gluten free, but I think they're trying to get the gluten free people and the kosher people, and they merged it. And we ended up getting a gluten-free pizza, which she ate. So that was really good. That、um, it's really nice to be able to go to a park and not having to worry about schlepping bagels and letting them sit around with food, deli or tuna till you know six、uh, o'clock at night in the hundred-degree weather. So we're able to eat supper there. So that was really nice. So we had a lot of great food experiences in Florida. Something to keep in mind for、uh, winter break. So you know, as my food adventures are settling down at the end of the summer. Uh, everyone's kids are coming back from camp, or have come back this week. I think everyone's mostly back. I was either back、uh, Thursday or coming back Sunday, Monday. So、um, a lot of the kids' programs for—I shouldn't say kids—it's the young adult programs for Israel are—they're、uh, all leaving this weekend. A lot of the girls are leaving this Sunday. A lot of the boys—I、um, know Shalavim and Hakotel and Nativ—they all went last week already. So、um, I'm going to dedicate this show about. Food preparation in Israel.、And、a lot of the kids are cooking for themselves. Whether you're going to Stern or YU, or you're going off to Israel, you're on your own a little bit in terms of food. If you're lucky enough, you can get three meals a day, which I believe most of the boys' schools do have. But a lot of the girls' schools do not have their own food, or even if you know they don't like, they might not like what they're being served. So how do they manage? How do we stay healthy? How do we keep our fluid intake up? How much water do we have? How many vegetables should we be having a week? So we're going to, you know, dedicate this show to basically campus cooking, either in Israel or or、um, right here、uh, in the United States. So,、um, you know, we've got to find that balance. You know, I went to Israel, I gained twenty pounds. Some girls go to Israel and they lose a little too much, and you know, ends up having some weight issues. You know, either up or down. So, you know, we 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 need to really keep a, a balance. And a lot of the schools, high schools, do try to prepare the kids.、Um, I know SKA has a program dedicated、uh, for the kids going to Israel, for the girls going to Israel, and how to prepare them、um, 
mentally as well as physically for for a year in Israel away from home, especially when it comes to diet. Um, so I have Karen Khan, who's no uh, stranger in my studio. She's actually live with us, but she is in Woodmere today. She could not come into the studio uh, on a Friday morning, so she's going to uh, join us via the phone. Karen, are you there? I am here, Naomi. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much. Karen is a regist- registered dietitian. Uh, she has a private practice in the five towns, and I've always, always loved her food philosophy. She gives a lot of talks. We even uh, did a little talk together at Stern College, but she just is a wealth of knowledge about how to keep healthy, how to stay healthy, not just a diet fad, cut out this, cut out that for three weeks, and you'll be 20 pounds lighter. We're about staying healthy all the time. So welcome, Karen. Thank you, Naomi. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, all right, the kids are going off to Israel. What What is the best piece? I know it's a loaded question. It's very open-ended. What is the best piece of advice you can give a girl, let's talk about the girls now, going off to seminary who's never, you know, had to deal with food before? What What should be her, her you know, she's going shopping for the first time. What should she load up on? Okay, so first of all, I like to advise my clients and everybody that the first thing they should do is they should get out of the frame of mind that they can't eat healthy in Israel, it's not going to work, they're going to automatically gain weight. A lot of people go in with that negative attitude, and that just sets themselves up for failure. Um, You want to go in in with the frame of mind that you're going to eat healthy, um, everything is available in Israel that's available here, and sometimes even better. Um, Yes, true. There's the, the fruits there, the vegetables there are extremely fresh, and um, there's a lot of salads available. They have whole grains available. They have some of the best yogurts and low-fat yogurts and dairy products and even ice creams available there. Um, so, you know, basically, my, you know, I, I carry this out throughout. Um, my, I believe that eating healthy is a way of life, and you can apply that in every aspect of your life, whether you're eating at home, whether you're eating at a restaurant, and whether you're eating in another country. So it's basically the same concept, using the vegetables as fillers, um, eating the whole grains, low-fat dairy products, lean proteins, and you well, have Can to- you give us some example there, Karen, of some lean proteins? Because some of the girls going off to Israel you know, might not be so clear about what a, what a protein is. Absolutely. So the protein would be the fish, the um, chicken category, um, eggs, cheeses. Um, obviously, you know, when you're choosing between meat and chicken, have meat, red meat less often than chicken. Right. Well, red meat's not so easily available or so great in Israel, I believe, That's right? That's right. That's right. So chicken or poultry, um, obviously you not have your um, protein foods fried, like you stay away from fried fish and and there's a lot of schnitzel going on in Israel. <laughs> I know there's a lot of schnitzel. <laughs> I know, I, I know uh, my daughter's seminary last year, they had schnitzel like once a week, I think. Right, exactly. So, you know, whatever you can, the grilled chicken, um, the grilled chicken skewers, um, There's there are a lot of good choices out there. Um, they just really have to be committed and want to make the right choices. Um, again, you know, when it comes to, to bread, there's very, um, you know, a lot of pizza and the lafas and all that. That's and what killed me my year in Israel, the bread. There's a lot of carbs. There's a lot of a carbs. A lot of carbs. But, you know, if you modify your carb intake, and again, going back to the lean proteins, I was defining what lean proteins are. Yeah. Um, 
I was in Israel a couple of months ago. Um, when you go out, you can order omelets with, they'll accommodate you the same way they will accommodate you here in the right. States. Right, yeah, we make them you crazy mix, here. <laughs> yeah, you mix the whites with the yolk, you know, half the yolk, or you just do a whole egg white omelet um, with some vegetables in there. And you know what? That's You could do that for breakfast, or they rather can do that for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right, and now remember in Israel, everything is a little hafuch, when it comes to dinner and lunch, because you get flashics for lunch, which is the opposite of what we kind of do here. Right, which so, is actually wonderful, because I actually just read a study that um, people who start off their day on with more calories at breakfast and lunch and less calories at dinner tend to lose weight quick, quicker and tend to be lower in weight in general. So you want to try to eat more of your calories earlier on in the day and, um, you know, a lighter dinner which really it makes sense because they tend to do that in Israel and in Europe. And there, there seems to be less of a problem. There is less of a problem with obesity in, in those countries. So, and here where we bulk up on, we eat heavier meals at dinner, right. we, we tend to have a problem with obesity. I know. Friday so, night I find those heavy dinners on Friday, and especially in the summer, like I'm ill afterwards. I like a big lunch in general. Right. By 11.30 I'm ready for a great big lunch. Right. It's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's bad to go to, to go to bed on a full stomach. It's very unhealthy. And um, it's just that that's a better way to go. Yeah. If you can have a, a heavier lunch, then, you know, go easier with the dinner. Much, much better way to go. Now, now let's talk a little bit about, um, I know this is, you know, we, we try to get everyone to drink water as it is, but, you know, it's a much hotter country, Israel, than the United States, right? So how much water should the kids drink? You know, if you're already a water drinker as it is, you have four to six glasses a day, should they keep that up or should they increase water? If the kids aren't drinking enough, should they be drinking more? Like, Okay, so when it comes when it comes to water, so we all heard about the eight glasses a day. You don't necessarily need to have eight glasses of water a day. I personally recommend about five glasses of pure water a day, four to five glasses of pure water a day. And then, you know, you can count the other fluids within the eight glasses. However, if it is an exceptional hot day or you're exceptionally physically active, um, let's say the girls are going on a teal, and I don't even like to specify girls because the Boys truth is, too. Yeah, Boys I have several up. clients that, you know, that, that, you know, male clients that, you know, were also interested in eating healthy and losing weight and or maintaining weight while they were away in Israel. Um, so, you know, whether you're going on a teal or it's, it's a hamsin or, um, you know, the weather is exceptionally hot, then I recommend increasing your fluids. Um, however, four to five glasses of pure water a day, if you're getting fluids from other sources too, is just fine. You just want to really be careful with, you know, the high sugar drinks. High those, sugar drinks, those barads, you know, those amazing frozen barad drinks in Israel? I'm it's like a slushy. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a fruit slushy, uh-huh. ice, and I'm sure it's got syrup in there. And you can get coffee-flavored ones, and you can get passion fruit-flavored ones. Uh-huh. They're so, pretty good, but they're full of sugar, I think. Right. So that's what we call empty calories. We want to try to shy away from the empty calories, um, preferably water, or if you need to have something sweet, I, I recommend once in a while, um, you know, something with artificial sugar. I'm not a big advocate of artificial sugar, but then when you look at the cost and the benefit, you know, obviously all that sugar is, is just not good for you. Right. So, what you about, know, uh, yeah, sorry, you no, keep so going. If you need to have something sweet once in a while, I prefer to recommend something with a little bit of artificial sweetener. I also recommend you can dilute it out. If you need a little bit of sweetness, you could take your bottled water and just, you know, add it to your to your crystal light or to your oh, diet snack. Uh-huh. 
I need to start doing that. I drink mm-hmm. way too much diet soda, which uh-huh. is also is not good. Right, right. And don't forget, a lot of these sugar-free drinks, a lot of these, I mean, sh- these drinks that are full of sugar also have sodium in them. Right. Last not thing you want to have is more sodium in your in your diet. Right. Now, these these juice bars, very popular in Israel. Rebar, I believe. Did you have a rebar when you were in Israel? No. Um, it, it's a little popular here too. You, you don't see so many uh, kosher, uh, you know, ones with a hechsha. But, um, you know, I've just seen them around malls and stuff. It's like a juicing bar. You know, what do you think of those in terms of being healthy, you know? Okay, so the thing is... Because I don't drink orange juice. Uh-huh. I don't drink Tropicana because I think I'm drinking my calories. Right. Is that because so, it's made processed as opposed to me squeezing an orange? Okay, so I always I always tell my clients, I always recommend, I'd rather you get your fruit from a whole fruit because, first of all, you're not losing the vitamins and minerals. You have the fiber in there, and I'm a very big advocate of fiber. Yes. And also, you don't realize what goes into how many fruits go into a smoothie. There's a lot of fruit, and fruit translates into sugar, really. I mean, you are getting some vitamins and minerals in the mix over there, but honestly, people don't realize how much sugar there is in fruit. So, you know, if you're going to eat an apple, a pear, a banana, you know you're, you're eating one fruit, and that's a controlled portion. However, when you're drinking a smoothie, especially, you know, portion sizes, especially in the United States, are completely distorted. Right. So, you know, you're drinking <laughs> know. like a 24 or 32-ounce smoothie. My, my parents are always amazed how big the food portions are here. Absolutely, absolutely. So in that 24, 32-ounce smoothie, you're getting at least, I mean, four fruits in there. Uh-huh. You know, which translates into a lot of sugar. I personally recommend, you know, an individual get somewhere between two and three fruits a day, max. Uh-huh. So your your one serving of fruit still has 15 grams of sugar. It is naturally occurring sugar, but it still translates into sugar. So you want to be careful with that. Um, if you're going to do a fruit, if you're going to do it, uh, um, one of those shakes, if you could try to get some vegetables in there, they have carrot shakes, um, kale, spinach. Um, those type of shakes are definitely much better, high in fiber, loaded with vitamins and minerals. That's so interesting. Uh-huh. Go for a veggie shake yeah. over a fruit shake. Sometimes they throw in a fruit in there to make it sweet. Sweet. That's so mm-hmm. interesting. You know, I was just talking, I'm not sure um, uh, if you heard that part of the conversation that I was having with, with my listeners and I was talking that I have, you know, was eating my way through Florida. I uh-huh. actually did. I didn't mention it, even though I should give them a huge shout out, but the name is blanking out on me. I was right next to Thai Treat in Miami Beach. Um, was a juicing bar, a kosher juicing bar, and I got, I always wanted to have one of those crazy green drinks there with mm-hmm. a kale and the this and the that in it. I, I wish I had remembered what was in it. It was I thought it was delicious. My husband did not. He was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" But I thought it was delicious, and I kind of felt like a little phys- I felt detoxing exactly. going on while I was drinking it. Exactly, and you can really acquire a taste for it. You can, and you can play with it in your own kitchen. I do these things in my own kitchen all the time. I play with recipes. I alter recipes. And, you know, you could really come up with some good concoctions. Right, and girl, the girls who are going, who are cooking for themselves, whether you're, you know, in the United States or in Israel, you know, be creative and exactly. write notes. If you like something, try it, write it down right away. I got this piece of salmon, and it was about, okay, they don't work in ounces in Israel. They work in grams, how many grams it was, and what sauce you put on it. Try to go, I guess, as Karen's sharing with us, a sugar-free sauce. Right, or you could just use the sauce in moderation. You know, we're used to pouring things, uh, drowning things. Take a pastry brush and just brush it on lightly, and you don't even have to put a sugar-free one. 
It's just portion con- control. Isn't that great um, that she's saying that? You know, she's a dietitian. She looks fabulous herself. Thank and you. she's saying that, that um, you know, it's okay to have that little bit of sugar. I know um, my daughter was in Israel uh, this past year. She was at MMY, and, and I encouraged her to buy salmon, and she thought it was very expensive. When I told her how much it cost, we bought some frozen slices. It actually wasn't so expensive, and we bought some sweet chili sauce, which is so readily available in us and we put she was pouring a little on and and baking that up right at, so I, and she loved it you know it was very popular in the dorm but i'm going to come back to that, that whole fish thing uh later on in the conversation with um mrs katz from mmy and daphna weingarten who will be also a, a former student at mmy they're going to also be on our show and we're going to talk to them a little bit about what to purchase and where they purchased it and how to purchase and all that but you know it's just an example of you know karen saying eat protein and you can have a little sugar. Here's a great recipe. Right. And also, I want to tell you that I do speak from experience because I was in Israel for the year, and I actually lived in an apartment, not in a dorm. So we were responsible for preparing all of our foods. And we were very creative. And actually, it was a very good first experience. I never really was in the kitchen before. Right. And um, we concocted all kinds of recipes. <laughs> we sometimes stayed home for Shabbos, and we cooked. Do you remember and- anything you made? Um, so I, we made chicken with mixed vegetables, we made omelets, we made casseroles. Um, I remember that um, we really experimented. I also, I, I personally signed up to a gym the first week that I got to Israel, and I said, you know what, that's what I mean about frame of mind. I said, I'm going to get into the frame of mind where, you know, be healthy, and I'm not going to gain weight my year in Israel. And, my, you know, a couple of friends and I, you know, it was, it varied, but, you know, you know, across the board, we, we really, we stuck with our membership, and, you know, even in the cold winter months, we didn't have our car parked in front of the house, and we weren't able to jump into the car and drive to the gym, but we were very ambitious about it, and we would take two buses. Oh, and, wow, you know, I'm very impressed, especially... I don't want to say 20 years ago, but, you know, 15 right. years oh, ago. Oh, I sounds close to my son, my daughter's age. Yeah, so so, so that's a great idea. Gym, walking, walking. Walking is excellent walking. form of exercise I, I in know, Israel. I know um, um, my daughter's uh, former school, MMY, is right, has a running track right nearby. And I know a lot of the kids are involved in the Jerusalem Marathon. Also, which I know they were busy training with from, you know, right after Rosh Hashanah to the marathon, which I think was in March. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a great idea. Just get moving as well. And if you've had a heavy carb day, don't feel guilty. Go for a walk at night. Exactly. Increasing physical activity is really key in terms of, you know, I'm not even talking about weight loss. I'm talking about, you know, optimum health. We want to achieve optimum health. I mean, of course, you know, a lot of people are preoccupied with their weight. Um, but, you know, we just also want to make that a goal, well, a healthy lifestyle, getting used to adopting a healthy lifestyle because that's something that you carry with you your entire life. Right. And you know what? Walking is an excellent form of exercise. It's weight-bearing exercise. You could do it anytime, anywhere with anybody. You could do it yourself. You could pick a walking partner. Um, you know, it's just get right. out there Walk and get the... physical. That's right. so Walk... important. Walk to the supermarket to buy your vegetables. Or if you're in, if you're in Stern or Turo or even YU, like, I, I don't know, I haven't been up to YU in a very long time, um, but, you know, I know the girls' school in, in, in Midtown, walk to get your groceries, you know. Um, exactly. Go for a walk around the block. It's Manhattan, you know. Exactly. Keep, keep yourself moving. Karen, it's always amazing to have you um, and, and hear your wealth of information, and I always 
get more and more tips from you every time I talk to you. Thank you, Naomi. It's always a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos. You too. Enjoy, you the, too. enjoy the rest of the summer. Thank you. You too. What's left of it? I know, right? I know. I can't believe Rosh Hashanah is like bye. three weeks away. Blue bye. <laughs> All right. Naomi. Take care. Take Thanks. care. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Karen Khan on uh, Table for Two with Naomi Nachman right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're having a show dedicated to campus cooking and campus lifestyles and being healthy and how to manage while you're moving away from mums or dads, who depends who cooks in your family, um, from their kitchens, I guess, into your own kitchens. And we don't want to spend so much time or money in restaurants, although I'm a big fan of the restaurant. Um, but and especially when they go to Israel or they're coming to Manhattan for the first time from out of town and they're coming, uh, speaking for myself, when I first came to, from Australia to America or to, of course, to Israel and all of a sudden everything's kosher everywhere, you just want to shove it in your mouth all the time. And really my goal today in well into my 40s is eating at every kosher restaurant in the world. But you've got to maintain, you know, a healthy balance and a healthy lifestyle. So I have on the phone with me Mrs. Saradina Katz all the way right now live from Eretz Israel. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Mrs. Katz is the assistant director of MMY. I got to know her well this year as my daughter Simi was in uh, MMY, had an amazing experience. And even though I was home cooking for all these years for her, she now had to do it on her own. And it was quite an eye-opener for her. How did that work out? Did she make it? (laughs) She made it. She did great. I was really impressed. You know, I came to the dorms, which are beautiful. You have gorgeous dorms in MMY, right? It's a building is only two, three years old now, right? It is, yes. It's two years old. Thank God. It's a real upgrade from what we had in the past. (laughs) You are located in the heart of Yushalayim in Baka, which is like, you know, kind of a bit like if if you've never been there, if I could describe Lahabdil, of course, the Upper West Side, because you've got all the restaurants, you've got the the noise and the excitement, you know, of being like in the heart of the city. And that's what kind of Baka reminded me of. And you had this amazing, you know, you can go out to eat every day, every night um, at a different restaurant. But the girls, you know, they were pretty good. Simi did not go out to eat every day. And she, you know, ate lunch. I believe you serve lunch every day. We do. We have a, a fleshic lunch, but many of the girls uh, opt to make their own dinner. So okay. they also have to do some of their own cooking. Okay. And- so, so what kind of lunches? What, can, what is served for lunch? What can right. the girls typically expect in a seminary when they go to lunch? Mm-hmm. So most of the schools do the Israeli version of a fleshik, a meaty meal, during the middle of the day. And I hope that everybody, you know, serves a balanced meal similar to what it is that we do. There's usually soup. There's bread if a person wants to wash. Um, although many girls, you know, get nervous about the waistline from day one. So they decide <laughs> that they don't want to do the bread thing. Okay, unless good. they're nervous about their brachot, and in which case then they wash because they don't want to have to think about what I'm supposed to make when. But, you know, oh, each one yeah. to their own. Um, and we have a full salad uh, in addition to the soup. And then there's always a main course of fleshiks. One day it's chicken, one day it's something with ground beef, if it's meatballs, another day it's a schnitzel dish or a stir-fry. Um, and then along with that, there's always a hot vegetable and a starch, which I think is pretty much standard in most of the seminaries. So right. the girls get a very nice full meal. Okay, so, you know, they can really load up for the day. As Karen was saying, our dietitian who was on right before, she was saying, you know, eat your big meal. It's good that they eat your big meal in the middle of the day. In America, we eat it at the end of the day, which is not good. So it's good to have this big 
uh, meal in the middle of the day. And and what are their dinner options? Uh, so the dinner options in our school, there's a dinner program, which is usually dairy in most of the schools. We actually have found over the years that many times the girls would rather make their own food. Right. Just simply because a lot of the times the schools are offering for dinner things that are very starchy. Um, when you think about what kind of a dairy meal that most yeah. people would make, you know, in a school setting, it's either going to be a pasta or it's going to be a cheese sandwich or it's going to be a bagel or it's going to be pizza or it's going to be a lasagna, which is more pasta or a big right. potato <laughs> with cheese and these kinds of things. And um, we personally in our school provide our girls in each apartment. Our dormitory situation is not a dorm, but actually apartments with fully equipped dairy kitchens. Right. Because that way, yes, so that way the girls are actually able to make their own food if they would like to for dinner. Um, And we have actually found that even though initially a girl may say, one second, maybe I want, you know, to be in a school that's going to give me all my meals, at the end of the whole process, one of the things that many, many of the girls say is that it was such a good part of their development in terms of maturation to actually have to live in Israel and go to a store and learn how to interact with, you know, the real world, which is sort of outside. And more than that, it really prepared them for their adult lives to be able to also cook some of their meals and experiment. And even more so in terms of the bonding, they just find, as we all know, food is the binder and the girls have a great time making dinners together and parties together and baking and doing all the kinds of things that you can only do when you actually have a kitchen facility. Right, right. I know that um, Simi was never really, you know, so involved in the kitchen at home as I had mentioned earlier and uh, she came back from Israel not that long ago and then, you know, I had about 10 days with her before she went off to camp but she was already like knowing what to do in the kitchen. That's she, amazing. And, and she's coming back. <laughs> you know, she came back yesterday from camp and, and uh, she was, uh, you know, said, Mom, I'm going to help you when you get back on Friday. We're going to make Shabbos together. So it's really, um, you know, it, it was good for her. It was a great experience because she was a kid that came home and dinner was ready for her just because I like to cook, so I always mm-hmm. had dinner ready. So it was a really great learning experience. Now, where do the girls shop? You know, in either the MMY girls or the girls in general from, you know, your experiences, you know, uh, working in in a seminary? So depending upon the neighborhood, every single one of the neighborhoods in Yerushalayim have local small stores, and today things have, you know, developed to the extent that there's always going to be a grocery store in one of the areas, whether or not it's by Pagan, if it is um, Harnof, if it's... Uh, Talpiot area. There are so many grocery stores. Um, right. Sometimes the local grocery stores are a little bit more expensive. Okay. And depending upon, you know, the person and their need for quote-unquote comfort, there are girls that, of course, just love to go to Mahana Yehuda, oh. which really provides you with everything, but not everybody has the steel nerve I or love. backbone <laughs> to deal with Mahana Yehuda. I love Mahana Yehuda. It is my favorite place out of the old city. The next place for me, the center of the universe, is is Mahana Yehuda. It is just unbelievable. I would love to do a show from there. That would be like a dream. It would be amazing. <laughs> it would really. And today, the truth is, is that Mahana Yehuda has also become, you know, quite uh, urbanized almost. It's and similar so... to some of the areas in Europe, 
you have in these little alleyways next to a fishmonger and a vegetable seller. You'll have these really cute cafes. Yeah, it's so trendy. Yes, very, very trendy. Most of them are kosher. So, you know, like anything in Israel, you still have to look for the tuda. So let's talk about that. Can I, can I, unless you want to finish something else, can I? (laughs) Yeah, totally fine. Because it's so hard. I remember I was so lucky to be in Israel for Pesach last year and um, I took Simi, um, you know, we went to Machane Huda and I'm like, okay, let's, we need this, we need that, you know, preparing for the seder. And she said, well, you've got to check for a tuda to buy vegetables. And you know, I, it had been a long time since I cooked anything in Israel because, you know, I went to Mahon Gold. We got five meals a day. So I'm thinking even now as I'm saying it, it's probably the only time I've ever cooked in Israel because usually I've gone for a week, two weeks, you know, we eat out. But I was yes. making Pesach uh, in Israel in my friend's house um, in Hashmonaim and we had to, you know, we went to Machane Yehuda to do the fruits and vegetable shopping. And I'm like, you need a heksher on apples. And I realized, oh, my gosh, right? Right. Mitzvot Tuluyot one of the things that makes – the experience incredibly unique and different is the fact that we have all of those special mitzvot. There's truma, there's maser. When it comes to fruit, we have to be worried that uh, there possibly may be orla if the fruit tree was, you know, a young tree and didn't cast three years. And I think that that is one of the things that makes the process the most overwhelming. I find that okay. it's not the budgeting and it's even less the cooking. I think that until the girls realize and figure out where I can buy and how I can buy and how do I figure out if the tuuda is a good tuuda. Unfortunately, today there are it's, dishonest people who right. are putting up tuudot that are not. They're just very overwhelmed. Right. So, so how do you, you know, help the MMY girls? Because I'm sure all the seminaries are doing it. But I have you here, and I love your experiences. Like, how how do you prepare a girl for that? So we do it in stages, which I really hope that everybody does in the same way, and that is even the first day that they're off the plane, they sit down at orientation, and we actually spent about an hour and a half yesterday preparing for the girls um, a page that had all of the different uh, kosher signs on it. In the States, you're, even though today there are many, many more local signs, but, you know, you have the OU, they have the Cup K, you have the Star K, but... It's more or less a done deal. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. There are dozens and dozens of different signs, and there are different uh, rabbinates, and some are considered more reliable, less reliable. You never are exactly sure for some reason. I still don't know. I've lived here for 25 years. (laughs) Why it's so complicated? You know, I know it's hard. It's the joke of you have two uh, you have two Jews on a stranded on an island, and there's three shoals, and it's like, well, why? Well, because that way, if they're mad at someone, they can always go to the third one. It just (laughs) it just never. It just never makes sense. Um, so even on the first day when we have orientation, when we discuss with them just basic kosher issues, from day one we give them a sheet that that way they can sort of put in their handbag or in their backpack so that even within the first few days they, they can feel a little bit more secure. And then, you know, within the first month or so, we actually give them a class that talks a little bit more about why some of uh, the different hashkachot are the way they are or what they are more careful about or less careful about. And we also try to give them a workshop, specifically the kashras here isn't only about whether or not the food is kosher, but unfortunately because of the weather patterns and the heat, we actually find that we have more bugs um, and insects than you do in the States. So, and therefore, the girls also have to learn how to check, and it can just 
like I said, be a little overwhelming in the beginning. Right, but you you know you're walking them through that process. So you yes. know, I know I know um you know by by October, you know, Simi felt pretty comfortable, you know, and a lot of her roommates already felt comfortable, and they just started with the cooking and all that. Exactly. We we try. We try. We try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know the bug checking. Can. The bug checking here, with, you know, is is an issue also. So you know, I know in Israel it's definitely um you know, much more of an issue because you have more bugs. But right. I know there's already, when I was in Israel for Pesach, as I was saying before, um, I was able to go to the supermarket. I went to Rami Levy, mm-hmm. and I was able to buy quite a few things I already checked. Yes, and you just, it's really just a matter of knowing what to look for. I mean, thank God today we have, with the advent of uh, the Internet and all of the smartphones, even though they do sometimes cause parents like us who have teenagers a little bit of trouble on the smartphones we can't uh, get our kids away from them yeah yeah but one of my um you know one of the things that i always say is that the first month of school i'm continually getting photographs that the girls are snapping of a package mrs katz is this hashkaka okay does this say there are bugs i need to check for bugs you know the words are just very blurred sometimes and right. you're not exactly sure what it is that the package is trying to tell you um, and therefore, you know, modern technology can be used in a very uh, in a very positive, positive way, way. Also, yes. yeah. I, I know yes. when I were in Israel for Pesach, I had, you know, wear Ashkenazic, and there was so much kitniot in Israel. So yes. I had to like check the hechshes, you know, the regular hechshes to make sure they were good, <laughs> and make sure they were Ashkenazic good hechshes, as opposed to I guess during the year we could eat good Ashkenazic and Sephardic hechshes. But yes. you had to be a little bit careful on Pesach. So Crazy. You do, if the girls are going to Israel for the year, if they're not sure if uh, they want to come home or stay in Israel for Pesach, um, you know, I always tell them stay because I think it's such an incredible experience to be in Israel on Pesach. I know we have such sure. a long time away. I know Rosh Hashanah's three weeks and then we have six months till Pesach, but, you know, um, I yes. thought that was an incredible experience being in Israel on Pesach. True. It's very, very, very true. Very Any true. funny stories that you'd like to share before um, you go? I mean, the, the truth is is that, you know, one of the things that the uh, I find that the girls always uh, get a little bit confused about, one of the things that is one of the biggest differences between Israel and America, um, and even within Israel, too, there's like a whole... Uh, discussion as to whether or not gelatin can be used because gelatin originally um, from came cows. from an animal extract, right. although today there is much more on the market, you know, fish. fish. But it's one of the things that you talk about that there are in Israel, there certainly is an approach that regular gelatin can be used even in, um, you know, any type of, uh, any type of a dish. So uh, something that the girls are always getting confused about, they said, you know, look for gelatin if it has gelatin, then you have to make sure that you don't uh, that you don't buy it because the the main approach certainly in the states in the OU is that you know we don't use that we don't use that so here the girls are they're they're reading all of the you know this happened even two years ago they were like looking for candy for Shabbos to bring to somebody and they're looking at the package because they went to the shuk and you know yeah. if it's in the shuk you always have to look. And they're looking at every single package. There's gelatin, gelatin, gelatin. And it's like, why does everything have gelatin in it? And then, you know, she calls me and she's like, she's like so upset. Like, Miss Kat, I cannot find anything that doesn't have gelatin. And I said, like, that's very, very strange because she said she even, like, looked on cake and cookie packages. And I was like, can you do me a favor? Can you spell it to me? <laughs> and she says, Gimel, Lamed, Vav, Tet, Nun. Gluten. I said, booba, that says gluten. <laughs> There's such an awareness today of 
people that have wheat sensitivities yes. and celiac, they have Israel has finally gotten on the you know on the program and anything that has any kind of food allergies it says gluten or nut I'm extracts. So happy to hear that. I've so the, many people that have gluten allergies and they're so nervous about Israel. But exactly. So today the there are a lot of lot more health rules and laws and it's it's quite easy to to see what you sh- can't eat. Unfortunately, anybody who has a nut allergy or sesame allergy should Very probably. Good. Yes, decide to go on a rice diet because yeah, yeah, I actually uh, have a client. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I have a client here in New York, and I cook her food. I freeze it for her, and she takes it to Israel because wow. um, for Pesach because she's so afraid of the nut. nuts are flying all around Israel. She'd rather know that her kids are or grandkids are going to be safe. It is very. If you have a very serious, if you're anaphylactic, it is actually very, very difficult when you have the nut and especially the sesame uh, allergies because. For some reason, the natives, the Sabras, do not have the same problems that those of us yeah. from uh, America. <laughs> they say it's they say because they eat bumber at a very young age. Yes. So indeed. so it's built it up. Okay. Let the, the the we'll let all the scientists work on that for us. Um, yes. I have somebody here on the line who wants to say hello to you. Okay. Uh, Daphna Weingarten, are Woo! you there? Daphna. Daphna. I hope she's Hi. there. Daphna, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's life? It's really great. How's your summer? Oh, so busy. <laughs> so so busy. We're, we're busy getting it all ready, you know. Everybody's starting next week. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for them. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Daphne, don't you wish you could be a year ago? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. A hundred percent. All right. It, it goes by very fast. Yeah, it does. It really goes fast. Um, Mrs. Katz, I want to thank you very much for, for joining us today uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network on the Table for Two uh, Israel edition um, for uh, our very exciting week for all the kids going off to Israel. So have a great Shabbos. Thank you. You too. Have a great Shabbos. And uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Be thank well. you for Bye-bye. sharing. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Daphna. Hi. Hi. Well, hi. Welcome back from camp. Thank you. <laughs> it's always hard. It's always hard to get back, back yeah, into reality. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's very different. It's a very different, like, like atmosphere. You know, you go right from Israel to camp, and then it's like back home. It's very, it's, it's different. Yeah, it very, kept you. It different. kept it kept you in a bit of a bubble. I see. You know, 100%, you know, yeah. you you were back from Israel, but you weren't really back because you were going to camp, and then you were in camp for eight weeks, and then now it's reality. Queens right, College exactly. is starting soon, hey? <laughs> right. Yeah, Queen's Yeah, I went to register Simi's car. Um, Simi won, my daughter Simi won a parking spot uh, in Queen's Yay. College. So we're really excited. So she was still in camp when I had to go down, to, uh, when, when I had to go register the car for her. So um, that was quite an experience uh, this week in the pouring rain, whatever day that was. Um, but, okay. yeah, so uh, college is starting soon. But let's wind you back a little bit. Uh, Daphna mm-hmm. Weingarten, let me give you an official introduction. You are a former HAUB and SKA student, and you yeah. have just finished a year in MMY. Now, I believe that they don't say you're alumni of MMY, because once you've been in MMY, you're always in MMY. Is that what they say? Oh, yeah, they do say that. But we're still <laughs> alumni. We could get that title, you know? Okay, good. So you were, you're an alumni of um, um, MMY, and I, I just want to get... You know, we heard from a dietitian's point of view this morning, and we heard Mrs. Katz, which you know you were heard part of the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, how I want to hear from a student's perspective. You get to Israel, you know, was it as overwhelming? Did you find it overwhelming the whole food thing? 
Yeah, like she was talking about the hechshes and she was saying about how it's very confusing and it's very overwhelming. It was for sure overwhelming. Like we, they're very different. They're nothing like the OU, Sarkay, Triangle K. It's not like that. Like they're very confusing Hebrew letters mixed together or whatever. Like we don't really understand what's going on. But I'm telling you, seminaries really prepare you. Like I know my seminary, my friend's seminaries, they spoke about it right when you got to Israel. Like Mrs. Cass said, they gave us a sheer. They gave us a, a paper out with all the different hashtags that are, are okay and not okay. I kept that in my pocketbook, and I always whipped it out, and, like, probably all the restaurants said I was this crazy nut, but whatever. <laughs> no, um, I'm sure but it really it was so helpful, and yeah. I really use it. And my other seminaries do it as well. It's not just MMR. They really prepare you, and they help you, and you could call your aunt by it. She, just, like, call her. She, she'll know what to do. You could call any teacher's Ms. Cassidy. She got a lot of phone calls. I, for sure, called her a lot. Um, like your teachers are there for you. People are there to help you out. Like, so it's not so daunting. It's the girls shouldn't feel daunted by no, this. No, not at all. Overwhelming task because you know, you know, you came from a home where you know, mum made dinner every night, and now Daphne right. has to make dinner every night. So, right, I did. You know, <laughs> how did you manage with the food shopping? Let's talk about that for a little bit. Okay, so at first, you know, you get to Israel and. You want to shop at the, like, you don't know what you're doing. So you want to, you see the first Makula and you're like, oh, yeah, food, yeah, I'm going to go there, get whatever I can. So you go to Makula and then you spend, like, 900 shekel on, like, two crackers. And you're like, what just happened? Okay, so, 900 shekel is a lot of money, right? A lot of Let, money. Divide that about by four. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm over-exaggerating a tad, but. It's okay, you know, we get it. a lot of money. And. Then you're like, what? Like, everything's so expensive. But then, like, because you see the first thing you get and you just go to the most expensive little store that's on your block. But you need to realize that going to the bigger, Rami Levy, big supermarkets is the best way to go because everything is in, like, max and it's much cheaper. It's like going to, like, a little um, convenience store, like, on the side of the road is much more expensive than going to, like, a huge kosher supermarket, like, Things are, it's a very different um, balance of the money. So just remember, like, you don't need to go to the first muckle you see. Like, try to get to the biggest supermarket because you're going to save a lot of money. Right. And they might be a little bit further. Like, you're not going to have a big, humongous supermarket on your block, but it's worth it in the long run to take a short bus ride down down a few blocks to get to the big supermarket because you're going to save a lot, a lot of money. And, and, and you have roommates, and so maybe, like, going with your roommates together, dividing up stuff. A hundred percent. I always um, share with Simi, your daughter. Oh. She's my roommate. <laughs> they were roommates. Daphne and Simi were roommates. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, right. so you would, you know, you guys would go. There's Rami Levy, which has been a big popular chain in the last, well, since I'm in Israel. So if I say ten years, maybe fifteen years. Um, yeah. And then also, I think there's Co-op Shop. That's mm, yeah. A supermarket. It, I'm not. I can't. I don't know how to compare the two prices. Rami Levy has very good prices. Okay. Rami Levy, and they're all over Israel, all over. You, all seminaries are near, somewhat near Rami Levy. So. And, and it's easy to get around. You can cab with a few girls together, or yeah. you can, or you can, you know, split the cab, or you can take the bus. Right. I, I remember at one point, Simi had, um, I don't know if you had one as well, or maybe you were part of it. They had, they bought um, a, a what do you call it, an agala, you know, a, a wagon that you pull, a granny cart. You see yeah. them right here on the Lower East Side on Grand Street. I still have mine when I used to live on the Lower East Side, and I, you know, I don't shop in Gourmet Glut with it, but I have been known to use it um, in the Five Towns. Um, but
but it's it's uh you get a wagon, you pull it, and you put your stuff in it, and you can schlep your veggies home in it. Right, we call it a bubby cart. A bubby cart. Well, there you a go. Bubby cart. <laughs> and you all you are all chipped in for it, I believe, or something. Yes, we did. It's you get one from the truck, but it, they're not so expensive. You tip them with your friends, and they're really good. You like roll them down to the supermarket, whatever, and you fill it up. And you can even bring it on the bus. It's much easier than holding like five bags if you just put the bags on the little bubby cart, and it's it doesn't hurt your arms so much. It's it's cheap, <laughs> so it's cute. easy, it's not, you know. It's good. Bye, Bobby Kurt. <laughs> okay, great, girls. Put that on your list. Mum and Dad, if you see something on the credit card, um, on the Kachi yeah. Sashrai, it's the Bobby Cart. So that should right. be a, an early purchase in the game, especially girls who are going to do a little bit of their own cooking and girls who are going to be doing uh, food uh, cooking in dorms anywhere from Bingham University to um, Stern College. You know, a Bobby Cart is not such a bad idea to do your grocery shopping with if you don't yeah. have a car. If you don't have a car and you're on your own, powered by your own two legs, you know, get that bubby cart. Um, what? You can get a very cool design bubby cart. Oh, I got a, I got like a cheetah print one. Oh, very nice. Very trendy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, budgets. What, what would you say would be a good budget for a week of food? A week of food. So if you're cooking your own dinner. Yeah, with so, right, let's, let's, be, let's define that. I'm sorry, Daphne, to interrupt you there. You're doing breakfast and you're doing dinner. Okay, right. so let's keep that in mind. We're not talking lunches. Okay, go. <laughs> so for breakfast, usually um, you could just buy, like, a box of cereal. That'll last you for maybe three weeks, I like, whatever. That's very easy, quick, because you don't want to, like, spend so much time in the morning. You don't have so much time. Class starts really early. Um, and then for dinner, so it depends what you what you want to eat. If you want... Um, very fancy dinners and you are willing to um, make that, you don't, then your budget may be a little bit higher. But an average budget is probably like for a week, I would say if you're cooking your dinner every night, maybe going out once or twice, um, maybe like less, a little bit less than like maybe $70. That's um, amazing. Yeah, That's $75. You just have to be careful. Like you don't buy the most expensive things at Rami Levy, like you try to find the cheapest quinoa, the cheapest, because um, all the quinoa tastes the same, all the rice tastes the Agreed. same. All the, Agreed. Agreed. You don't need to buy the, the 15 shekel one, you could buy the 8 shekel one, you know, just those few shekels will make a difference right, in, and that in really the long adds run. Up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did you cook the most? Um, and that was easy. I Salmon a lot. Yay. Rami Levy sells this. Um, it's like a three pack of salmon. It's in the freezer section. Yeah. It's. We were talking um, about that earlier on in the show. Yeah, it's really good. Like you put it in the freezer and then you take it out like maybe three o'clock, four o'clock, like in between classes. You let it um, out for a few hours so it defrosts, and then you just put on a quick sauce, anything, a teriyaki sauce, some honey and teriyaki sauce some salt and pepper and garlic powder, some um, lemon juice, something very easy. Throw it in for 20 minutes on, like, 350, 400. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the degrees. I'm interrupting you there. Remember, it's a different temperature in Israel. Right. So what, what, what would you say that was in, in, in um, uh, I guess I should know this because I'm Australian, in Celsius? <laughs> I think it was, like, 180. Is that right? Yeah, that, Daphne, I'm very impressed. Very yeah, good, 180. 180, 200, something like that. 180, yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's a little confusing, but um, you'll get a hang of it after, like, a day, like, yeah, it's pretty quick. I, I, I learned I learned very quickly. And also weather. You have to know that 80 is really, okay, you double it and you add 30. That's when you go from Celsius to Fahrenheit. So you just, I guess, have to work backwards. But every, yeah. there's lots of apps. There's apps for all this stuff also. If you're not sure, you can download one of those cooking apps that can now um, convert, um, you know, uh, Fahrenheit to, centi- to Celsius and centigrade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure they have an app for that. They have an app for everything. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I need an <laughs> app to clean my house. Okay. Yeah. So um, so what, do you have any advice? Or f- Let's talk about a funny story. Um, We've got time okay. for a funny story. Okay, since you're all going to Israel in like a few days, I'll tell you a funny story about me arriving to Israel and my friends. So like I said, we were really hungry and we had no food. Um, so we decided, okay, we need to find food. We need to, like, buy something to make because, like, we just got off the plane and we were really hungry. And, like, we just had, like, a really long orientation and we were just, like, we need food. So we got directions to a supermarket and we're, like, we're going to save money. We're not going to go in a taxi. And it was about five, six of us. And we decided we're going to walk. Okay. Um, so we walked to the supermarket. We don't know any of the streets. We don't understand what people are telling us directions. So it wasn't the best idea, but whatever. We're like, yeah, whatever. We arrived. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. So we finally get to the wrong supermarket. Oh, no. Uh, it was a supermarket. So we're like, okay, whatever. It was not the one that we were trying to find. And we go into the supermarket, and we got there really late. We didn't, like, figure out the time slot, so it was almost closing. We just, like, grabbed things from the from the shelves, the aisles, whatever, and then we're like, oh, no, we don't we don't have enough money for a taxi because we were assuming that we were going to walk back, but we didn't take it into account that we had so many bags. So we're like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we're trying to tell the lady in broken Hebrew, like the worst Hebrew ever, that we need help, we need a shopping cart, a shopping cart. She wasn't understanding us. And then we're, like, <laughs> motioning, and we're looking like crazy, like we're motioning to the shopping carts and, like, dancing around, and we're really, it was crazy, and she, like, was laughing in our face, but it was funny, because we were being really funny, like, I don't blame her, I would laugh at herself. (laughs) As long as you can laugh at yourself, you're okay. Yeah, we were being really, whatever, and then she let us take a shopping cart, so we put all our stuff in a shopping cart, we were walking down these, like, streets in Israel with a huge shopping cart full of a million things, overflowing, (laughs) it was crazy, and... And then we like took the shopping cart and we and we brought it into school and like everyone was like, whoa, we got a shopping cart. And how how did we get the shopping cart back? So we had to walk it fast, but like we didn't know where we were, so we got lost again and we were all kind of like in the shopping cart and we were just like, it was really fun. That's a very funny story. I like that. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's funny. Yeah, it's one of those things you'll just take with you for the rest of your life. But, you know, uh, I, I guess you must have all shopped hungry, which is I tell that to everybody, especially my family. Don't go to the supermarket hungry. You buy stupid things. A hundred percent, yeah, yeah, for sure. You buy, like, things you're, like, never going to eat ever again, and you have a whole pack of cookies, and you're like, why did I buy this? I don't right, want because it. Because you were hungry at the time. Right, exactly. Okay, last <laughs> last bit of words of advice to anyone. Go to Israel. Yeah. So first thing, not about food. Um, just take advantage. You guys are so lucky. Like you're going to Eretz Yisrael to, like you're in the Holy Land and you're learning Torah and it's just amazing. Don't like try. I I would say don't go to just like Beit Shemesh every single Shabbos. Try to like, go around Israel. Go to Moshav. Go to 
um, random, go up north, go to Hebron, go go around, like anywhere in Israel, you could go to random people. People are so welcoming in Israel. They just welcome you into your home, into their home, and they're like the sweetest. Um, and about food, also like try Israeli food, like falafel in Israel is amazing, and shawarma, and yeah. all this like amazing Israeli nuts and dry fruit, and just like enjoy it and eat it, and like feel so proud. I'm eating like the fruit in Israel, and I'm eating like you know. I think I think the fruits and vegetables really taste different in Israel. I think they have a sharper, crisper taste than than what they have in the United States. Yeah, I hear that. They're really amazing. The, okay. the fruit and vegetables are really good. Okay, wonderful, Daphna. Thank you so much. Welcome back from Israel. Welcome back from camp. Uh, got to get you. settled up. I hope you get a good rest tonight. I'm sure you didn't sleep so much the last few months. No, not not so much. Okay, wonderful. Rega- I will be sleeping well. Okay, good, good. I hope to see you soon. Regards to the family and Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, thank you, Daphna Weingarten. She was on. Uh, whoops, <laughs> she was on our show uh, Table for Two. She is on our show Table for Two on right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's been a very exciting show. I have learned so much. Uh, we kind of dedicated the show to uh, going off to Israel for the year or going off to college campuses and how are you going to manage with uh, out mum and dad preparing the meals for you and just some great tips and from health tips to shopping tips to, you know, don't go to the store, hungry kind of tips. So um, I'm going to leave you with off with a recipe. Um, I always call the segment What's for Dinner. This is a great seminary uh, recipe for chicken. I gave one for fish before. I'll just maybe recap it. Get a piece of frozen salmon, as Daphne said. Let it rest on the counter till it's defrosted. Just pour some sweet chili sauce. And if you can get some panko crumbs in Israel, which is like bread crumbs, or matzo meal also works well. Just sprinkle a little bit of that on top. Gives a nice crunch. And you bake that at 350 for 20 minutes or at 170 to 180 in uh, Celsius. Um, centigrade, I think you say. Oh, my gosh. I think I've been in America for too long if I can't remember that. Here's a really great recipe for coke chicken. Great for Yontif. Back to school in like less than two weeks. Um, I think maybe even some of the yeshiva, boys' yeshivas are starting next week. So I've got a recipe for Coke chicken. It was ad- adapted but from my friend Jamie Geller. It was a similar recipe to what I had um, that I had gotten from her. I tweaked it a little bit, but it's uh, two large onions sliced at the bottom of the pan. Put the chicken on top, whatever chicken you like, tops, bottoms. You can even do it with cutlets. And then um, in a separate bowl, I take a tablespoon of garlic powder, one cup of Coca-Cola, one cup of ketchup, and one cup of apricot jam. I mix that together. I pour that over the chicken. I cook it at 375 for 15, uh, sorry, 375 for 45 minutes. Um, so that um, is a really delicious uh, recipe um, uh, for everyone to uh, use for uh, Shabbat or for seminary or for Rosh Hashanah. Um, so I hope you enjoyed uh, our show today. Just a quick uh, Koshutopia I forgot to mention. Um, Koshutopia is a great website for the latest uh, updates on kosher food. Um, a new uh, steakhouse has opened up called Setai Steakhouse um, in the financial district. And I just learned also that the Veggie Garden in Midtown, 343 West 38, has closed its doors. But they are going to reopen or have already reopened where the Diamond Dairy was on 4 West 47th Street. So that's um, always good to try to throw out some uh, restaurant information. Thank you, Koshitopia. And I heard also there's a new kosher supermarket in Monsey. So I've got to check that out because I love going to my kosher supermarkets. 
Thank you for listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Stay on and listen to an amazing music lineup while you cook and prepare for Shabbat right up until candle lighting. Shabbat Shalom and we'll see you next week.